This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. 93-7 the ticket veteran and Ortega connoisseur, Jake Bakoven. I like Ortega and I like Pepper. Coming at you live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. A very happy Monday afternoon to all of you. Uh, this is On the Block. If you don't recognize the voice... There's a good reason for that. Jake Bakovin is still in California. Uh, he was enjoying the USC spring game. Uh, we'll get a rundown of all of that. Uh, Caleb Williams, Lincoln Riley headed over to uh, to Southern California. So we'll get a recap from that when he once he comes back. But uh, Nate Brennan, Nate Doggy Dog, as Strick likes to say, checking in. Uh, but Strick is here, the Nebraska Hall of Famer. How you doing, man? Wonderful. It's a beautiful day to be on the block again. Is it a beautiful day? I always, I always hate when you tell me what the weather's like. Like I get a little bit frustrated. I didn't even say but, it. Uh, you were about to say it. I, no, I wasn't. I wasn't going to say it because I know, I know, I know that thing kind of irks in some form or way. Hey, but listen, like it's been crazy because like I talked to my friends back in Texas and stuff like that, and they said it's been schizophrenic and everything about me just be like, whew, I avoided. Uh, the the break but i'll be in like i said i'll be up there to join you hopefully i'll bring some uh some warmth with me and it'll be a uh, beautiful so. weekend it's not the even the warmth at this point it's the wind will not stop uh, i don't know yeah. again I, this is the first time well i was here this time last year but i just gotten here kind of getting adjusted to everything um so i've only been here about a year this wind does not quit does it go well, away like or is it just kind of like a midwest thing i mean listen i'm a golfer so same listen that's the one thing up there in 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 nebraska that you have to to deal with is that's mm. that's the wind it's it's something that we just can't get over and that's what makes it sometimes can be it look winter is not bad for me I, i'm okay with winter mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's the wind it's that yeah. brisk it when it hits you that bone chiller that's the thing I think I think that's probably we we talked about it some uh, quite often on the block, but I think that may be why I chose basketball. <laughs> Don't want to deal with I the wind. Want to, hey, listen, having to go up and play in Green Bay and places uh, like that, yeah, you're okay in Detroit because you're inside, but if you go up there and play in those 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 cold cities like that, bro, nah. you know Indianapolis is cool and all that, but <laughs> you know New York and. And, and Green Bay and just all of those, Cincinnati, it, right. it's the wind that, for me, when it was in Milwaukee, like I, I had that experience and um, I played in Milwaukee and and um, I think one night we we had a, you know, we would fly back, you know, sometimes we don't get in until two, three in the morning and they literally never parked our cars outside. They would put them in a hangar okay. because it's just so much that snow. Cold. Not even really the snow. It's just that cold. Ugh. So your car sitting, if you're on a road trip, five day, six day, you know, or seven day road trip, it, it's it's quite cold. So they put them in a hangar and they'll start them up for us. So when we land, when we arrive, they're they're heated. They're ready to go. You know, there's nothing on them because they've been right. in a hangar. So, but it's when you step off that plane and you're getting ready to go get your bag because you kind of got to wait for your bags 
to, you know, come off the plane. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about that brisk iced tea. Uh. That thing when it hits you, <laughs> it's that bone chiller. You you almost nah, buckle just feeling that wind. And so we would go sit in the car and just, you know, hey, wait till all the bags get out. And then you run out there, grab it, throw it in the <laughs> truck come and on keep moving. Yeah. yeah, man. Let me ask you this then, because you played high school football in Nebraska, right? What yeah, was what was the coldest game that you played in? I think we played a. It was one of those snow, but um, it wasn't blizzardy, but it was it was a one of those windy, cold, <laughs> um, flurries type of right. uh, snow. And we were playing at South. We had a game at South. And obviously, you know, South wasn't very good. So mm-hmm. you knew we was going to win that game. So <laughs> so we're playing in this cold of weather. You can't really even get, like, overly hyped. And, because you knew, <laughs> you knew so you were going to do damage. Yeah. And it's so cold. Yeah. You're, you're okay if you're having a hype game. Like, if you're playing mm-hmm. crate prep or you're playing somebody mm-hmm. where you know, you know, it's going to be intense. People are going to be in the stands. Right. It was like. It was just our fans and a couple of South fans, and it was I'm talking about real cold. That was probably one of the coldest. It was it, it was probably in the in the low teens. Oh my goodness! See, at, at that point, I'd be like, you know what, guys, I'm good. If mm. you know it's going to be a blowout, you guys got it. I'm fine. Like everybody thinks I'm smart, Nate, but listen, my, when Cluster Johnson, my my best friend, left, and he went to Nebraska, um, I knew that my team, it was really just me left. And so I knew at that point it was going to be now Charles Cleveland, he ended up, you know, emerging and being Mm -hmm. a really good receiver for Mm -hmm. them. But I knew um, that's part of the reason why I think I didn't play my senior year is because I probably would have had to play running back, quarterback, receiver, defensive end, linebacker. (laughs) (laughs) And listen, they were going to be focused on me. So it was like, you're going to be taking punishment and people are your double teams and then linebackers are looking for you coming up. Yeah, no, I was like, no, that's I'm I'm good. Let me now. Let me ask you this. I guess this will be a good kind of segue to tie into this. Uh, O'Shawn Mathis. I definitely wanted to hit on, hit on him and get your thoughts. But I'll start out by asking you: a guy like that, he's from Texas, played high school football <laughs> at Texas, played college football at Texas. Now entering the transfer portal, does the weather have any type of impact on his decision? Like, as Listen. someone from Virginia, I didn't know it got this cold. Like, I thought it was just kind of like a folk tale. Like, oh, it gets pretty cold. Like. This is yeah. next level cold. It hurts. Yeah, it's 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 a hurting type of cold. Listen, I told um, when when I saw that he well, first of all, we'll, we'll talk about. It. I'm sure you'll probably <laughs> ask me something about that. But oh yeah, um, when I when I saw that O'Shawn's broke it down to Texas and Nebraska, mm-hmm. listen, I, I knew there was two components to it. Um, one of them being that his former coach is now coaching there at Texas. Mm-hmm. That's one good thing. Makes sense. So he has some comfort there. Right. But he hasn't been out big. Listen, you play in the Big 12. Yeah, you may go up to Oklahoma. You, you know, you may do it. You go up to Iowa State. Yeah. Right. You, you know, you'll have you'll have those. But mostly you're in Texas. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You're 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 in Baylor. You're in Texas. Right. And it does right. get cold. Don't get it right. twisted. It does get cold down there in Texas. I mean, we, we do get some brisk iced tea days. But right. um, that is something that as a young man who has been all his years in Texas, 
it's 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 a it's an uphill fight. They've got to recruit their butt off to to make sure that happens. Mm-hmm. Anytime you're trying to draw a kid out of Texas, we were fortunate to get some though. You know, like Eric Warfield, um, uh, you know, uh, Corey Dixon and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know, guys like that. Mm-hmm. They came up from Texas, and and I think at one point even Corey Dixon was like, he wanted to go home. You know, it, it took I'm Tom done with this. Yeah, yeah. It took him to really just really sit down and say, nah, you're not leaving. You're going to finish. And he ended up doing very well for us. But, yeah, it, it does make it tough, man. It yeah. Does make it tough. Well, I, I guess we can talk about this now because I'm assuming that's what you're going to bring up. And, and Nick and I talked about it a little bit. 13 minutes for not it, it, the thing is <laughs> what he made. It wasn't even a hype video. It was right. documentary style on YouTube. And, and listen, I understand the building your brand, especially now with NIL. You want to make a name for yourself. Uh, you're you're leaving TCU. You're going to a big powerhouse, blue blood program, Nebraska or Texas. I get all that. But my biggest problem, who in your corner is telling you like, hey, I've got this great idea. This is what we're going to do. We're going to sit you down in a gym and we're going to make a documentary style show, movie, whatever you want to call it. Put it on YouTube and that'll get people excited. I just don't understand like who in his corner is saying, hey, this is a great idea. Because look, I, I, I guess you can say it was cool, kind of. It didn't really make much sense to me. I'll be honest, I only watched a couple minutes of it, and I was like, okay, this is this is ridiculous. I have I don't have time for this. I have other things going on. I just don't understand. Is that just kind of what college kids do now? Is this what these young kids do? I mean, he's around my age. I would never think about doing anything like that. The the crazy thing about this, right, is a lot of those kids got to see LeBron James do the whatever it was called on ESPN. Oh, right? the decision or whatever. The decision. Right? <laughs> yeah. So those kids saw that, and to them, that was like, "Woo, that was dope. <laughs> that was awesome. Right. I'm going to do that. Us, we were like, yeah. what the? What the hell know? is this? Yeah, no, no I know. What, yeah. Is, what? Yeah. Like, really, my guy? Yeah. You know what I mean? I was already retired, so it was like, for me, I was like, what is really this going serious? on? So, yeah. yeah, that threw me for a loop. But they they saw that, and, 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 and in the – in in this younger generation of highlight tapes and you know uh, Instagram and everybody on Twitter and all the hype that right comes with your stars and all this stuff, they get caught up in the moment of it, right? But at the end of the day, man, come perform wherever you go. Go, you know, lay it on the line and put it out on the you know, unless you're Deion Sanders. I mean, Dion was was very big on that, right? Right. You know, right. me and Dion were cool, and he was big on that. He was, you know, flash and build a brand and and do all of right. that. Right. But he, but he, he could back it up. Oh, absolutely. You know, that was one of the things. Hall about of Famer. Him. Oh yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. He talked it. He he still went out mm-hmm. there and told you what he was going to do to right. you, and and then you try to get busy in his face. He, <laughs> Good he would luck. Throw a punch back at you. Yeah. So it yeah. was, you know, he was that kind of guy, but. You know, hey, listen. I want to see O'Shawn perform now. I, you, you go. You, listen, if you ain't Grant Wistrom and Tomich and that type of defensive mm-hmm. end, you know that was all for naught. Right. You know, I need sacks. I need eight, nine sacks a, a, a year coming out of you. So, yeah, that's what I want to see. We have a, a couple texts again. Go ahead and text the Starter Heyman text line four zero two four six four five six eight five. Um, Froff says, I think it's more for advertisers and people that want to give him money next year 
not for the fans. And Tommy says you can monetize your YouTube content, so it's all about money-making opportunity. I get that, but at some point, and we had a texter bring this up, and I'll have to look back and find the text message and ask you, Strick. I understand building your brand and all this, and this is part of my problem with NIL. I'm all for the players getting paid. I think it's a great thing. But I think so many times we, we might look at these guys as like, shouldn't we be focused on football? Like, at what point At what point is it like, you can do this documentary, this hype video all you want, like, sure, whatever, if he's trying to make money off of it. But, dude, like, you're a great player at TCU. We're recruiting you to play football, man. Like, you, you can do all this stuff on the side and all these antics. All this, I, I guess I get it. But you got to show something on the field, and it just—I don't know—I wouldn't say it rubs me the wrong way. It just really didn't make any sense to me. Right. I, I think that's what I come down to is like, well, especially thirteen minutes, five minutes. Yeah, like, come on, man. You know really? I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. Thir- Fifteen minutes, like, right. like you said, there's there's other things I could be doing. Exactly. Sitting there, there's other great content I could be watching, but just to listen to where you're going to make a decision potentially uh, between mm-hmm. two. I mean, you could have you could have told me that in five minutes. <laughs> you could have told me in a tweet. You could have tweeted it. Yeah, yeah. I'm choosing between you know Texas and Nebraska. Right. Yeah, that's the part that kind of just throws me to the left. But you know, listen, kids want their shine, and however right. they want to get their shine, everybody is looking these days, man. Not just in sports, but in all types of arenas, people mm-hmm. are looking for their fame. Look at the guy, man. We just talked about uh, last week. We looked at. That guy was looking for something. Mm. The, the guy with Mike Tyson. It, the guy's right. looking for something. Right. He either wanted right. to try to get famous. He wanted to get clickbait. He wanted to something because he was he was prompting that and, and ended up going left on him, you know, because right. he didn't think that on the plane he thought probably he was safe. You know what I'm saying? And, and uh, uh, in these situations, you know, you, you depends on who you're messing with, right? right. You, you got to leave people alone. You know? right. <laughs> Let people go about their own peace. <laughs> But people are looking for some form of fame, some form of, you know, 15 minutes, some form of uh, be on the news, some form of TMZ, some whatever they want to be on. And they're chasing it. These right. Days. Right. You're listening to on the block. Ninety three seven. The ticket again. Go ahead and text the starter. Hey, text line four zero two four six four five six eight five. Strict. This is the text that we got earlier today. And I kind of liked what this guy said. And as someone that, that that is a former athlete, especially at Nebraska, I want to get your thoughts on this. He says, if you're a guy like Casey Rogers and I put in the blood, sweat, and tears into this program, you're about to be the dude, uh, the defensive lineman that just recently entered the transfer portal. Then out of nowhere, you have this Mathis guy who hasn't proven anything in Nebraska, start getting treated like he's a two-time All-American and getting ridiculous NIL offers from the same school you've spent years grinding for. How does that make you feel? And, and my point was like, mm-hmm. that, I mean, that's a good point. And I don't, and I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's a reason why he transferred. I don't think any of us know why he transferred. And I'm not sure if Casey Rogers really owes us anything or has to tell us why he transferred. The kids say he's going to enter the transfer portal. Looks like maybe USC is a is a good fit for him. We'll see. But I guess there probably is something to be said. Is like he could come back though, right? I mean, he could. I, I'm I'm assuming that I if, mean, if, if he's if, entering. If, if, He's probably if the options dip. aren't right. good for him, but you you would think that the options right. got to be, you know, I, I I would say if you're doing a horizontal move, you're still as a starter knowing mm-hmm. unless they absolutely told you that and they right. they presented a bag to you that was significant. Why I wouldn't do a horizontal move, you know what I mean? I wouldn't go to an Oklahoma State and or go to um, shoot an Iowa State or go to right. an Illinois or or, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's got to be a significant right. upgrade for me, right. To make right. sure that 
I was making that change. Knowing that you're going to be the starter, your opportunities right. for any type of growth would have been right there, especially being the guy that they were looking to. But I don't know. Like you said, we don't know. And it's no. not that he's owed us anything. No, no. And I, so, I'm just I'm wondering with that as as an athlete that put in your time at Nebraska, uh, w- would that rub you the wrong way? I mean, O'Shawn Math is probably the better player than Casey Rogers. We can probably assume that, but. There is something to be said for loyalty. I mean, the, the guy stuck it out in Nebraska. He he was going to be probably the leader of that defensive line this season. And then O'Shawn Mathis coming in. I mean, we're hearing six-figure numbers being thrown out there for him. So yeah. it, d- does that rub you the wrong way a little bit? And that's and that's where I think the new wave of coaching has to come, come forth, mm-hmm. meaning that those things you have to assess. You have to really start looking in depth as – how is this going to play out? Right. How is this going to affect other people in my organization? Who are those potential individuals that is going to maybe feel that 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 little uh, nudge or or that thing that's kind of like you're you're bumping them off or mm-hmm. somebody's taking your place right. type of deal, right? So so those things now as a coach, you've got to be able to look at that and make an assessment. So there needs to be a conversation. You need to go down there and you need to be talking outside the box and figuring out how you can make something better for him. May not be to the same the same number, the same tune, but you need to like figure maybe start figuring stuff out like that as to how you can, you know, maybe shift something his way or or present something to him that that makes him feel good about it depends on who the person is if you right. don't care if you feel you're good and you're lock stock and barreled in that position okay make you know maybe somewhere is better mm-hmm. for you right but those those things probably need to to be assessed as a coach now that's that's something yeah you know if you're alabama at the end of the day you're alabama you're just like okay next you know I'm exactly it's like we'll just get the next five star yeah you know what i mean you don't but you know i don't think we have no that no. Uh, ability to just be like oh next right you know? We got tons of texts coming in. I want to make sure we get to all of these. Uh, Gary says monetization isn't a motivating factor. He'll get five dollars per thousand views. He'll be able to buy a frozen pizza when it's all said and done. Hey, why not? Everyone loves a DiGiorno pizza. Uh, Tommy says uh, we're talking about a generation that watch people play video games online instead of playing the game themselves. Yeah, that's a solid point. Bubba says I don't blame the kids for those videos. Uh, we we eat that stuff up. I would say some people probably enjoyed it. I, I don't know. It was just a little bit odd for me. Um, ben says, hell, people aren't even happy with just having a birthday anymore. They got to celebrate a whole week. I think players understand their recruiting game. Got to make every recruit feel like they're the bell of the ball. That's the way we're recruiting. I mean, I mean he, he's entirely right in saying that. Uh, Texter writes in, loyalty doesn't mean anything when it comes to money. And we all know that. And, hey. I mean that that's nil for that's it, right? That, that's nil. But, but that's 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 it. That's professional business too. So right. at the same day, you got you you have the opportunity to negotiate. They have the opportunity to pay you, and they have the opportunity not to. You've got to be able to present your case, lay out your numbers, put out how you're playing, and then have somebody to present that. And then they've got to make a decision: Do they want to keep you? Do they want to? Right. Is that a good number? Is that not a good number? I mean, just think of just recently the things, the decisions that like Kansas City just had to make with Tyreek Hill or, you know, uh, even Green Bay with Devontae Adams. You know, guys have to really sit down and weigh it out and make a decision. When you pay Aaron Rodgers what you pay Aaron Rodgers, is there something left? Is that going to dismantle your team? Who else can you get if these two individuals have significant, um, 
you know, uh, earnings and income that's right. coming into their pockets as opposed to now what can you bring? Mm-hmm. So those are the type of things that they're, they're business decisions. And it's the same thing with NIL now. It's really turning into, um, I think, a prerequisite or pre- preparation for professional ball. You're right. No, it is. Yeah, it's uh, a business. You gotta, it's a business now. It's become that. It's always been that. But, you know, shoot, I sure wish I could have got a few uh, ducks, <laughs> you know, you ducks for some, hey, there some you go. Uh, tricky jer- jerseys. You should have strict. You should have. Hey, you were going to the Man, tournament. You should have been getting something. I, I could have got a little something. That's but, right. But even more so than me. I mean, I, I was just looking at my my teammates because at the end of the day, I you know, I, w- I did okay. I, mm. I got a little bonus money and it, it was pretty good for me. So right. I, you know, at the end of the day, those guys. Shoot, I mean, I remember I remember weekends. Guys were trying to just hustle up to get a pizza. <laughs> you know, because the weekend, you know, the training table was closed. Yeah. So hey, I don't that's know. I being think, a college kid, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you. I mean, hey, listen, ramen noodles was stacked up. In, <laughs> you, you had you had to make it work in bulk, right. baby. Whatever you you could find. Oh and, yeah. And shoot, them ramen noodles was hitting different on the weekend when you needed it. <laughs> I was a big ramen noodle guy. Uh, shoot, also, uh, Ellis says. Uh, all right, we'll just say he he doesn't like how it's being handled with kids these days. We'll just we'll recap that. Uh, wanted to make sure that uh, we let you guys know here after the break. Make sure that you stay with us um, because we got a pretty cool guy, a uh, pretty cool guest coming on. It is actually let me see here. Excuse me, Joey Helmer. Uh, he covers Oklahoma for Twenty Seven Sports with the OU Insider. Uh, Strick sent me a message today, or I guess it was a couple days ago now on Instagram. Oklahoma had the most fans in the country for their spring game. What does that mean? Lincoln Riley out the door. Venables in the door. Uh, Also, Dylan Gabriel, the transfer from UCF, is going to be at Oklahoma. Lots of moving pieces for them. Uh, They'll face off against Nebraska here to start out the season two. I believe it's week three or four. Um, So we'll get get his insight on all of that. Um, Again, Joey Helmer covers Oklahoma for 24-7 sports. OU Insider, we'll have him after the break, so make sure you stay with us.